All right, guys. So, perfect, perfect. All righty. So let's start. Let's start today. So today's episode, um, the Guru Pars- Guru Presario podcast, is episode twelve. I uh, decided to name this uh, episode is the New Age of Ra- Racism in the United States. And the reason I, I named it that is because lately what we've seen in, you know, in just the national space is that it seems like there's this uprising of new type of racial tension from what I interpret it as. And I'm trying to understand as we're as we're going into the November election, I'm trying to understand it if it's political or if it's more driven by actual ra- racism. So I, I n- nonetheless, this morning, I I um I saw that Bishop was uh was on ksat 12 and he has he has actually spoken about the trump train this past labor day weekend in new braunfels specifically if you haven't uh if you don't know what happened with the trump train but um i'll kind of show you a picture that the bishop was so kind to email me but um i'll show it to our audience let me go to one screen on me here that's better and see if it shows up see if you guys could see this here bishop you won't be able to see it on your end because this is good this is uh being shown to the audience but so what you see there is a is a truck and on the bottom of the truck what we're, we're looking at is the black lives matter flag which was uh dragged i'm assuming for the entire duration of the parade i uh was fortunate enough not to be in New Braunfels during that time, but uh, from what what I heard, it was definitely just it was something that you know that just wasn't wasn't necessarily uh, the nicest thing to view. Uh, but nonetheless, I want to introduce Bishop. Uh, do you go by do, do you go by Bishop Franklin or what do you go by, Bishop? Yes, um, I'm Bishop Michael D. Franklin. I serve as the president of the New Braunfels. MOK Association, and uh, we have been serving that community for the past five years. Our inception was way back in 2015, and our uh, main mission, our purpose, is to commemorate and celebrate the work and legacy of the life of Dr. Martin Luther King by organizing an annual march on MOK Day, which is the third Monday of every January at the beginning of the year and what we have done to accomplish this is by uh, improving the quality of life through education and inspiration and by uh, providing a platform to discuss diversity and racial equality strengthen community morale and to unify the growing diversity of the Bronco and we've been very successful uh, thus far for the fact past five years, uh, the participants in the march has been growing. We have uh, developed a great relationship with the, the city, the city officials, and uh, we have been working really well together to uh, promote uh, Dr. King's uh, legacy, uh, what he believed in being nonpartisan, nonviolent, and uh, but yet uh, getting a message across that will promote unity and a working togetherness uh, amongst communities and certainly throughout the world. Absolutely, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I'm wondering how did how did uh, how were you able to speak um, speak this morning on the news when I saw this? 
Was it did you did KSAT twelve find out about this story because you know the city of New Braunfels were was urged to take action in a certain way or what? Tell me the backstory of that. Well, uh, from what I understand, they they reached out to us and wanted to uh, to do an interview about what they learned in reference to the truck train here in in New Braunfels. There had been a number of complaints about the honking and the noise and the racial slurs uh, that were being shouted out at individuals as they passed through certain residential areas. And, uh, and of course, the dragging of the Black Lives Matter flag underneath the pickup truck, which was captured by photo by one of the community members. And so those things were very concerning, and I, uh, uh, that information began to just uh, uh, leak out the media, things of that sort. And so they contacted the MLK Association and wanted to uh, speak with us about the concern and uh, what were our plans uh, to address it. Good deal. Um, what what specifically are you guys' view in terms of uh, in terms of racism and 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 why specifically these these uh, events this past weekend kind of drew you guys to want to take action and and want to you know bring this to the attention of the city mayor? Well, as you know, uh, and as we all know through history, when you deal with the subject matter of of, of racism. Uh, you know, racism was a driving driving force behind the transatlantic slave trade, and it was uh, in the 19th century that some scientists subscribed to the belief that human population is divided into races because some races were inferior to others, and that differential treatment of races was consequently justified. So, such theory are generally termed as scientific. Racism, and even the modern day term that we use today is systemic uh, racism. And that uh, keeps that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So uh, when you begin to 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 exercise uh, types of, of, of attitudes that you are better than one race, or that uh, one race is to be looked upon as second class, and then uh, the whole subject of racism then becomes a very, very uh, chaotic type of, of, of relationship when it comes to communities. And so um, our nation, of course, are in the midst of a major, major paradigm shift. Remember now, when you talk about paradigm shift, that is one way of thinking to another. We have to shift our way of thinking. We can no longer think the way we used to think when it comes to our fellow man, our fellow brother or sister, or when it comes to others who may not look like us or who may not talk like us who may not have the same thing we have and come to an understanding that we can no longer look down upon each other begin to start working together like never before it's unfortunate that uh, that this ugly giant called racism has uh, again has raised its head uh, not just uh, in this nation but throughout the world and it has brought it has come to the forefront has become a major subject matter. And uh, now it, it's really a, a great time for us all to sit down to begin to discuss uh, how we can work together and understand that it is uh, our diversity that will be our strength. And if we learn that each of us brings something to the table, 
and that we were all uh, created equal in the eyes of God, and uh, and we certainly want to be part of the healing process and the reconciliation process when it comes to working relationships with with, with other races. Um, now, we do not uh, condone any rarity. We don't condone violence. We don't condone any hurting of one race because they are a particular race. We don't condone none of that. We don't condone the bones, the burning of buildings. We believe in uh, protest. We believe in the right to protest. We believe that you have the right to vote who you want to vote for. And, uh, and we believe in all of that and support it. And, 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 and we certainly uh, uh, will do what we can in our power to ensure that every organization is treated fairly. But uh, but then when we begin to display uh, such action and, and, and begin to have symbolism uh, that that could be interpreted as a direct attack upon a particular race, uh, then we, we have a problem. Then that's where you have concerns. Um, and so we hope to, uh, when it comes to the Nebraska's community, we hope to uh, be a driving force in, in aiding in the uh, the morale of the community to want to um, uh, be prepared to deal with situations uh, like we're dealing with now, reference to the Trump train, which the outcome of this is actually uh, on the very positive side. We'll talk a little bit more about that shortly, but uh, we are hoping to, uh, uh, to do our best uh, to aid in the process of, of healing, reconciliation, and uh, doing what we can uh, to enact social uh, policies that will lessen uh, injustices against people of color or against communities where you have minorities. So, so you know, to to um, to the question about the symbolism, the question of the sim the, the symbolism is that you're referring to. I specific I did some research of my own, but I'm sure you could educate us a little better. But um, apparently, the the symbolism that exists behind what happened this weekend was the idea that African-Americans have been dragged by pickup trucks before. Um, specifically, what I'm referring to is the situation in Jasper in 1998. Um, but you're saying is is that in doing that, and then of course in 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 uh, shouting these racial slurs, it, indeed there it, there's this sort of this, you know, movement that's trying to happen be, behind I guess the scenes of what what we're viewing, yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. You know that, that is a reminder of a terrible event. You just mentioned it about uh, 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 about James Bird in, in Jasper, Texas, and um, and so it we, we just have to be careful because, um, as you know, um, uh, black men uh, have been drugged behind trucks. Uh, uh, for decades, uh, and you know, during slavery time, this things like that and the lynching and just the outright uh, disrespect uh, for the life of uh, people of color, uh, having to suffer such anguish, having to suffer such persecution because of the color of their skin and where they come from, it's just outrageous. And so, when you begin to try to promote your your candidate, and then you using symbolism uh, like you used, which has nothing to do with you promoting your candidate. Promote your candidate, but let's not uh, uh, demean others by 
uh, displaying symbols uh, that will do nothing but uh, lead to even more violence because the ramifications of your actions will, will cause chaos. You have to be smart. I often tell people, you know, as you continue to live and like move forward, uh, you wanna you wanna live smarter, not work harder. But you wanna be smarter, and so be smart about the things you want to accomplish in life, so that uh, you can be a positive force in reconciliation, uh, more so than being uh, uh, an instrument uh, that causes damage and then great harm. Uh, to relationships, to communities, and others. Now, please understand that uh, this was not the entire uh, organization uh, because um, this was just some in that particular Trump train uh, parade. Uh, the leadership of the organizers of that particular organization, we, we've had uh, a couple of meetings with them, members from, uh, from our team, and had a very good meeting and very good conversation, uh, clarity was given uh, to them by the city officials as well as our discussion with them that they're very open and really, really, they are not uh, uh, condoning any such type of act. And uh, from what I understand that they have addressed it, uh, that particular individual, from what I know, was not even uh, a part of the New Rockwood community. It was somebody from San Antonio. But you always have people uh, that were like to infringe upon uh, organizations that are attempting to protest peacefully, but you have those infiltrate, infiltrators who will come in and uh, uh, turn things around and make things uh, instead of uh, uh, something good and make it distasteful because they add fire uh, to something that is not uh, really needful to have. Right. The same thing with Black Lives Matter. I mean, my God. Uh, they are protesting peacefully, and many times they had voice that uh, we are not doing this, we are not doing it, but others will come from other places, other cities, and uh, infiltrate those groups and uh, do such things. So we do understand all of that. We are not saying that we're not asking the city to violate or restrict uh, uh, the rights of others, uh, but we do want uh, them to restrict individuals who cross the line and have some things in place uh, to hold them accountable when they're crossed the line. Right. So speci specifically, because I know that I've seen I've seen individuals try to defend defend those actions, and their 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 defense is that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization that burns down cities. What? How can we? How can we educate these individuals that don't don't understand really the difference between the movement of what Black Lives Matter is, and then the fact that. There are criminals out there that are going to take advantage of the civil unrest, just like you said, and criminals are going to continue to be criminals. And if they could get away with uh, causing chaos during a time such as a, a peaceful protest, then they're going to try and do that. How how do we connect that? How do we educate these people to understand that there's a difference between movements and there's a difference between what's being represented in in that sense? Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, know them that labor upon you. You have to get to know the individuals you don't understand. And, and when it comes to people of color, and if you're someone who doesn't have close relationships with people of color, then, you know, uh, you may be so far out of the box that you could never really comprehend those things. Or uh, you may be simple enough to know uh, through 
research and study and uh, just having a good heart toward all races that uh, certain things, regardless of what color you are, it's just, you know, not called for. It. It's just wrong. Uh, but I certainly think that um, when, when you're a person of color, again, and some people say you really, you really can't really understand unless you're in my skin. Uh, and, and, and so in some cases, that is just the real truth about it. You have to have be that individual to really get that deep set understanding of what they go through, what their mom and dad went through, what their ancestors went through. And so all of that builds up over a time until you get to a point where you're just tired of it. So this is a time to, to, to have dialogue. And one of the things that uh, we have begun in New Broncos is we have uh, established a community diversity forum. And a community diversity forum uh, is a forum to where we provide a platform for an ongoing dialogue with community involvement and pleasure to work toward community healing, justice, and reconciliation. And what we do, we, we, we discuss diversity, we discuss racial equality that will affect positive and ethical community change. Uh, we advocate for enacting social policies that will lessen race, that will lessen racial injustice. And we seek to amend legislation that 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 disproportionately affect our our communities. It has to start with dialogue and it's a continual process. You can't just meet one time, but we are going to be meeting on a continual basis. And we have everybody at the table. We have leaders from different organizations. Uh, we are growing it. Uh, there will be someone from Black Lives Matter director, representative for them, a representative for Moms of Justice, a representative for the LBGT community, a representative for just different representatives from all of the organizations. And that's what we have established, that's what we have formed, and it's coming along really well. And it, it's a, you know, it's difficult. Some of the cases, the discussion can be challenging, but we're working through it. And we're excited about what we're doing, but this is where it is. It has to be dialogue. And you have to be able to open your heart and want to have that dialogue and move forward to accomplish your things. Um, you know, it's it got Democrats on this team, it got public and independent, and you know, we're all sitting down together to work toward a, a, a brighter future. And, and dialogue is very important. Communication is everything. You remember the saying that you have heard, uh, everybody has heard it by now, but teamwork makes the dream work. And uh, it's going to take a team of uh, 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 different ones, uh, different backgrounds. Uh, we're coming in, sitting at the same table, and uh, and let diversity be our anchor of strength to accomplish things that we know are very important that will help our communities and also build better families. Good to know. Um, so specifically to the point is, you guys did bring this attention to the city of New Braunfels. What type of actions are being done to to you know make these Trump trains, I guess, safer in a sense, or not not so driven by hate? Coordinators of the Trump train are, 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 are very cooperative. Uh, someone from our team has met with them. Also, the uh, mayor and other city officials have met with them, and uh, they made it very clear they don't condone such actions. And any individual who wants to be part of their organization uh, who does such things uh, are not allowed to be a part. Uh, don't even come. Don't be a part. And uh, moving forward individuals who cross the line will be will be held accountable. Uh, 
they were given uh, unto them clear directions of what the uh, statue of the city is, what the laws are, uh, so that lines won't be crossed. And um, uh, the uh, organizers of the Trump train also made it very clear uh, that they are setting up a, a, a system uh, where we'll be able to have a continual correspondent dialogue with them so that if anything comes up that we are aware of, they want us to channel that information through a email system that they provide so it can go straight to the top and organize it so that they can deal with it and address it quickly uh, and, 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 and attempt to, to uh, make accountable whoever that individual might be in their group uh, so that these things will not continue to happen. Uh, the mayor uh, was did put out a statement today. You can go to the uh, city of office page and find the statement. And um, so the meeting was, was a very successful one. Like I said, they were very cooperative. And I think we're going to see uh, things uh, be just different and we don't have to uh, maybe worry too much about that incident happening again. Uh, it was just that one vehicle, but when it comes to the racial slurs, uh, you might have different ones that did that. But again, um, it has been addressed, and I think moving forward, um, the uh, truck train organizers are very open and very cooperative to make people accountable in their group who does such things. Good to know. Good to know. Um, any other deeper concerns that are apart from the Trump train? Uh, that you see happening in New Braunfels that, you know, potentially have have uh, have you guys kind of thinking forward thinking in terms of how you can uh, act against these things? Well, uh, that's what our diversity forum is all about. Now, we're setting up a, a communication system uh, dashboard. We have a uh, survey we're putting together for the community where we're going to be getting uh, information and feedback from the community 24-7 about any concerns in any, any of the districts in the Broadwood City. So as those concerns arise, uh, we can get addressed them quickly and uh, hopefully be able to uh, dismantle the effect that it could have on the city, especially if it's a negative effect. But um, right now, uh, the truck train uh, parade uh, uh, was was is the current was the current concern. Uh, other concern, we hope to uh, have a relationship and uh, such a uh, well organized forum of discussion that we could hopefully avoid uh, a future uh, things that would arise. But at the same time, uh, we are talking about things that are happening in other cities and what we need to be prepared for uh, here in this city case those type of similar situations happen here, just like the Trump train. So the diversity team was already in place. We were already ready to go. So we were already moving forward. So for us to come together, at, like we did with city leaders, uh, all the uh, pastors in the city and leaders of organization, all other organizations, and really come to the table quickly and be on one accord to address it. And this is how we plan to handle any future concerns that may arise and have a communication system in place to where we don't miss anything or something that might be happening over in another neighborhood that may not have got too much attention, but we can get a, a wind of it before it gets attention and try to deal with it before it can cause, again, any type of negative, have any kind of negative impact 
on the community. Does it does it make it difficult when you know government officials and and news media from all sides um, they begin to because uh, specifically I have Navia that sent in a message through uh, Twitch, which she stated she understands your point. She just doesn't believe that human rights are political differences. So my my follow up to that is I feel like there's a big narrative being pushed by. Um, whether it's Republicans or whether it's the right, that these political these uh, protests are all violent. If you're associated in any way with a Black Lives Matter protest, then you're immediately violent. And we're seeing a defense such as the Kyle Ritt- was it the Kyle Rittenhouse situation, where it's well, the- all these protesters are violent, and it was self defense, so these things are happening. Um, do you have concern with that? That that it's it's you know, I understand where you're trying to take your message, but is it hard for you to do so when you're constantly fighting against this this idea that the media is pushing that all protests are bad? Well, um, if the media is pushing it, well, you know, the media is doing what it is. Or gov- government officials as well. I mean, you you hear this coming from from the highest levels of government saying that these, these are uh, terrorists. <laughs> They have been called so. Uh, listen, there's a lot of unrest right now, and um, when you become now, there's, there's two types. There's there's two things that's happening. You have those who are genuine, who are very sincere, and, and who are very real about expressing their concern concerning whether it's racism or whether it's a political view, and we have no problem with none of that. But then you have others. Who so focused is, is to sow discord and want to see chaos, want to see division, and uh, who are not willing to change, don't want to change, don't want a paradigm shift in their heart or in their thoughts. This is what I believe about a system, and this is how I want it to remain. Nothing you can tell me or nothing uh, you may uh, uh, try to. Uh, to address your own opinion, to, to help me to come and meet, meet you at somewhere on the table and face your music, you have some people who are just going to refuse to change and and they don't want to see real change happen. They want things to be their way. And those are the ones uh, who infiltrate uh, different organizations when they're trying to do something right and, and cause uh, chaos. Do you, do you believe that's a day? A platform where people misinterpret what a particular group is attempting to do. So it's not everybody. I, I, I'm very aware of that, and I'm not saying it's everyone. I'm not saying it's all Republicans. I'm not saying it's all Democrats, because we both have made mistakes on both sides of the fence. Uh, but we really, really have to continue uh, to move forward and try to work together, uh, regardless of those who may decide that I'm going to be steadfast at, at, at showing discord. We can't do anything about those individuals. We hope that they will change, but they may not. But there's a scripture in the Bible where the Apostle Paul said, uh, he said, I know it in me that is within my body, within my flesh, uh, drill it no good thing. For what I would do good, evil is always present. What I would do good, evil is always present. So when you're doing good, evil will always gonna be present. And that's just the way it is. And as being a pastor, being a bishop who is a believer, has faith in Jesus Christ, and of course, uh, 
believing that the word of God is the word of God. Uh, we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of darkness of this world. So our real fight uh, is not always with each other. There are other forces at work, and I'm not saying any particular flesh and blood force. Believe it or not, there are just spiritual forces at work, and I know some don't believe in spiritual forces, but there are. That's going to constantly ensure that there is a negative presence when there is a positive that's attempting to show its face. I agree with you on that. I'm uh, totally in tune with what you're talking about. Um, you know, I, I truly hope that we see the other side of this because, um, you know, from what it seems like, it's the majority that's being driven is is it seems that they're being driven by this hate, this hate for the protest, this hate for wanting to get change enacted. And um, to me, it makes no sense. And the scariest thing for me is not necessarily, you know, the narrative that's being pushed at the very top, but the fact that the majority of individuals are following this narrative and they're kind of abiding by it. Um, my hopes is that, you know, we just, we see the other end of it in time, uh, whether it's post-election, whether it's pre-election, um, cause it, it just doesn't seem like it's getting any better and it's kind of scary. It is, it is scary. It's a turbulent time and, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, we have to, uh, just continue, uh, to be steadfast and unmovable and move forward. And continue to abound in the good work that we are attempting to do, and we must know that while we're doing it, our labor is not in vain. Now, uh, Dr. King said, he said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. You've got to be prepared to remain that good vessel, even when your challenge with great controversy. Uh, you know, Mr. Lewis, he left a great remark when he said, it's all right to get in trouble as long as it's good trouble. <laughs> and so uh, we have to be mindful that uh, doing good is, 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 is what we need. We need more good dudes. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, evil, and I'm not calling you a particular individual evil or organization evil, but just uh, the act of it and wherever that comes from, uh, it's just part of our life. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, the poor you will have with you always. That's what he said to his disciples. There's nothing you're going to be able to do to fix poverty. I know we tried with all these ideas, but he said the poor will be with you always. We're going to face this guy until Jesus comes back or until the end of time. The poor will be with you always, unfortunately. It's the world we live in right now, yeah? Excuse me? It's, just, it's the world we live in. The, 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 this world that we live in, that's what it is. That's the world we live in, but it doesn't mean that we have to just accept it. We still have to do something about it. We still have to be uh, have been an active force and, and, and act, you know, policies that will better, uh, whether it's the poor or better our schools or, or better uh, our communities. We've got to do what we can uh, to, to make it better. We probably can't do it all 100%, but we got to play our part. 
Uh, the Apostle Paul said that I become all things to all men that I might save some. Now, I can't save them all, but I, I but I can help some get on the right track. Right. And, uh, and that's just the day that we're living in. And again, I just want to clarify that I respect all organizations that respect the laws and that do right. And I know that there's always individuals that they will have their own mind about things all world will seek uh, to take uh, advantage of, of good things and, and exploit it for their own opportunity. And we know that's out there. The Human Care Association, um, again, we've been marching. Uh, we had our first march back in 2016, excuse me, 2015. And, uh, and from the very beginning, what we did was uh, we would make it clear to our supporters and those who were coming to march what our expectations were, what we would like to see happen and what we don't want to happen. We we we, we advertise the newspapers, we put it on our website, we put it on our Facebook page, we got the, we, we sent out emails to all of our supporters so that it can be clear. This is not acceptable. Uh, we don't want to do this. We don't want to say that. We want to be peaceful at the march. And so far we we've had for the past five years a very, uh, a very nice march. It's been success. We haven't had any major problems. I mean, you have one or two that might have something to say, but uh, it was easily dealt with without great, you know, repercussions. So everything went well. And so I think that uh, you have to still keep doing what you do. It's just like a man who's married, who's got children. Listen, you may not like the job you're working at, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You got to get up and go to work every day if you got a family to take care of. Your your responsibility is not based upon what you like or don't like. It's based upon you doing what needs to be done so that you can have a, uh, a better future for your family. And so is the case with anything that we're attempting to promote, uh, even in the current environment that we live in. Right. So you you have a you have a a, fr- a fresh way to look at things with a perspective that kind of it keeps keeps peace at heart, right? Or peace at peace at the center of it. Is it frustrating? What what do you do? Do you go to the gym or how do you how do you release this, you know, cuz it's obvious that you, you you know, you you protest peacefully. <laughs> well, well, it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm a I'm a pastor. Uh, so um you know, my release is, is through prayer, worship, and praise. <laughs> uh, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times, that his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. So instead of uttering complaints or worrying, I lift up my head and I just say, Lord, thank you. Scripture tells us to give God thanks for all things. Got to have gratitude. also said, all things work together for the good them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. So I know that at the end of the day, if I keep doing what's right, whether my day is good or whether my day is bad, I've been told by God himself that all things work together for the good. There's going to be a good outcome. That be not weary and well-doing, for you shall reap if you think not. And I want to say to anyone who are part of an organization, you're having a difficult time, a challenging time, or whether that is Republican, Democrat, Independent, or whatever you might be, uh, keep doing what you do, but do it in love, do it with passion, do it with sincerity, and, uh, you know, uh, do your best. 
to to do it in a way that it doesn't uh, create ramifications uh, for others uh, to be able to take your goodness and use it for some type of evil purpose. Scripture says, let not your good works be evil spoken of. So uh, there are times you have to be careful of that. But at the end of the day, uh, you should reap if you think not. So I am saying, do what you got to do, but uh, let's be be sensitive uh, uh, to today's uh, uh, clothing that we are wearing. We got to be sensitive to that uh, because this is terminal time. And uh, I mean, dragging the black lives matter flag underneath the back of a pickup truck. What do you think was going to happen? Did you think that was just going to be okay to do? And so, um, you know, we got to hold people accountable. And when you see someone doing something that you know is going to spoil your presentation, it's going to make, it's going to mar your image, and then, you know, you have to speak up and say something because at the end of the day, you remember what Dr. King said, you know, um, when one is talking about something, you know, that saying is condoning it. You, you have to be able to say something uh, to prevent that from happening, knowing that things like that uh, are very sensitive and you got to be careful when you are uh, displaying your joy. Right. Well, I, I appreciate. I, sure, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. I know it was a super late notice. I called you early this <laughs> this afternoon, and um, appreciate you accommodating and making time to come on and kind of talk to, talk us through uh, through these actions and what happened this past week. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate uh, the time you have given us uh, today, and. Um, uh, we look forward to uh, maybe having some more correspondence with you. Uh, the MLK Association, uh, we are planning a MLK Day uh, virtual program for this coming January 3rd, Monday, uh, seeing that we're in the midst of a pandemic. So uh, normally we do the march, but we've already put out an official announcement that we will have a MLK Day virtual program. Uh, we also have a one hour and a half film that we'll be promoting throughout the day. Uh, about the MLK Association, about the march, about Dr. King and interviews and different speakers. So, um, and I hope uh, those who live in the Bronx community area or others who are maybe living by close by, uh, we are hoping that uh, you can visit our Facebook page, uh, the New Bronx MLK Association Incorporated Facebook page or our website, and subscribe, sign up. We would love to have you part of our email list so that uh, you can receive our correspondence. Are you are you guys on Instagram as well, Bishop? Uh, I believe Susan. Yes, I believe that we just recently started that, and I I don't know if what she's done thus far, but she did make the board aware that she had uh, that she was starting an Instagram account. So good deal. Organization. Ha- have her put it. Right. Have her put it on the website. That way, uh, what I'll do is I'll direct anybody who's watching this to my Instagram, and then they could link up with your Instagram on there. I know I get better reciprocation that way. Good, good. Sounds good, sir. Sounds All righty, Bishop. Well, I appreciate your time again, and I hope uh, I hope you have a great week. And uh, and uh, thanks again for your time. Thank you, sir. And uh, again, pray for you and the family. Stay safe. Be careful and be prayerful. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I know. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Alrighty, guys, appreciate you tuning in. That was episode 12 of the Group Sorry podcast. Um, I don't know why I'm still talking on this phone. I'm not even on the phone anymore. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you if you're watching this, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you um, if you're watching this live or if you ran into it, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Oh, I'm still on. There you go. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and um, and yeah, just follow us. We have a ne- uh, our next episode. We don't know who our guest is going to be next week yet, but uh, you'll be able to catch us on Wednesday at six o'clock. All right, guys. Hope everyone has a great.